in the early stages of perimenopause is that our cycle can reduce in length by like one or two days. So super subtle symptoms that I think very often women don't realize are linked to this hormonal shift. Hello and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business and life. And now here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. 184 on the Lucy Lou Show. This is obviously your host, LL. So today's episode is dedicated to all my ladies out there before menopause. If you're in, even in your 20s, you have a period, this episode is for you. Remember when we were little girls, we thought when we talk about having periods, we giggled and it's not really a topic that we talk a lot about, but the truth is the moment you get your period, we're heading towards menopause. So the more educated we are about this topic, the easier it is when our body makes changes. My guest today is Cheryl Carroll, who is an ex-banking professional turned integrative health practitioner and health coach. The tragic passing of a close friend to Cheryl to bowel cancer set seven years ago set Cheryl off on a mission to understand what healthy really meant. And we are here both wishing you to reach all your health goals because each of us is unique and we're gonna have our own challenges and health ambitions. But by learning about perimenopause early, we can be informed and stay healthy. Enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the show, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having me. We were just having a little chat before I hit the record button that every girl should learn about perimenopause as early as possible, just like retirement, right? When we were little girls, we didn't think about retirement at an early age, but you know, the earlier you start learning about it, the better. And I think it's the same with perimenopause because as we grew up, all we heard about was menopause. And it seems like it's so, so far away because we're not there yet age-wise. However, you know, now that I learned about perimenopause, I'm like, I should have, you know, learned this way back, right? Absolutely. So let's talk about perimenopause. What exactly is it? Okay, so let's start off with the definition of menopause. And I think exactly to your point, so menopause is one day in our life when we have not had a period for 12 months. And as I believed before I got into the space, that would just one day happen. Like one day you'd have a period, the next day you wouldn't. And then you were no longer, you know, you were no longer fertile. And in my mind, you were on the shelf old, haggard, all of these negative things, which I've now shifted my mindset on. So what perimenopause is, is the phase leading up to menopause. And it's seen as the, as the second puberty. So it can happen, start happening as early as the age of 35, that our progesterone levels start to decline. And then we go through this kind of hormonal roller coaster as we head more towards menopause, which the average age is 51. So it's a long time that we're going through this second puberty. So if you can recall how you felt when you first got your period and how topsy-turvy that all was with like not really knowing what was going on in your body and all these different symptoms and signs and all of that, that's just what's happening in reverse. And what it means is that our body starts to show up differently, even if we don't do anything differently. And that's because we have hormone receptors all over our body. 
So the whole concept of menopause is our ovaries stop being the primary sex hormone producing gland and our body needs to recalibrate to this lower level of hormones that's going to be our new baseline in menopause. So our body is like, what on earth is going on? So we can have this whole range of symptoms depending on your genetics, your lifestyle, culture. There's a whole lot of inputs into how things are going to show up for you. Right. And I've heard that, you know, this period can actually start as early as 30s because there's always exceptions, right? Yeah, so it's as early as 35. So I I like to target women from the age of 35 because I think the more we recognize the need to adjust our lifestyle in our late 30s, the more opportunity we have to go into this process and transition with grace and ease and not be, you know, pummeled with symptoms like I have. So I first realized I was in perimenopause at the age of 41. And that was because my lifestyle was absolutely not supportive of hormonal health because I had young kids who didn't like to sleep. I was working in corporates, just absolutely stretched beyond every inch of my being. And I ended up broken down, you know, hormone levels on the floor and really not living in a way that was supportive of what my body needed as it started to go through this hormonal shift. So that's why I'm so passionate about this, is that the sooner we start to turn inwards and listen to the signals our body is giving us and start to slow down, which is important for us, then the the better it's going to be for our, our overall health. What are the first signs of perimenopause? So the first hormone that starts to decline is progesterone, which is our lovely calming hormone that comes in after ovulation. And... So it balances out estrogen. So when you don't have high enough levels of progesterone, sleep can be impacted. You can be very grumpy, very irritable, more anxious, more anxiety. You can have very heavy bleeding, blood clot, much sore breasts. You just have much more intense feelings like PMS sort of symptoms when progesterone starts to decline. And what can also happen in in the early stages of perimenopause is that our cycle can reduce in length by like one or two days. So super subtle symptoms that I think very often women don't realize are linked to this hormonal shift. They just think that is just what their body's doing and not seeing it as a sign of okay, oops, I think I might be pushing things a bit hard or maybe need to nourish my body a bit more through my nutrition or whatever it may be. So that's the first signs with estrogen, progesterone going down. And then as we head more towards menopause, our ovaries are starting to give up the gas. So there's this brain-ovary communication, which sometimes the ovaries listen and like shoot out estrogen. So we have this real surge of estrogen and other times the ovaries are like, "Uh -uh, I'm not communicating and they don't release much estrogen. So that's when things become quite unstable for people because you don't quite know what's coming each month. And then we start to miss a few periods and then we get closer and closer to menopause where our our periods become more extended and you go, you know, for four or five months without a period until you finally hit 12 months without a period. And that's the, that's the perimenopausal shift. So it's a very topsy turvy time. And I think that's what's so unsettling for women is that it's, they don't know what to expect. 
Yeah, the uncertainty. And I think in、mm. life, uncertainty is the only true certainty in life. And it's absolutely, it's really our reaction and our discomfort to this. Uncertainty. It's the discomfort, actually, more than the situation itself. Exactly, and I think the other point just to focus on is that I think if we accept that this is a time where we can't always anticipate what our body is going to do in terms of ovulate, not ovulate,、um, we can then focus our attention on the things we can control, which is our lifestyle. So knowing how we should be nourishing our body from like a movement, stress management. Nutrition standpoint, and these are the things that are going to help you the most. So, just say you don't ovulate in a month, you know that your progesterone is not going to be there, which means you really need to up the stress management and the self care and the nutrition, not pushing things too hard. So, I think it's just if you focus on what you can control, it makes things a hell of a lot easier to navigate the shift. Can you get test for? Perimenopause at home, or should you go out and get tested? So it's quite difficult to、uh, diagnose perimenopause just because our hormones one month can be in range or high even, and then the next month they can be quite low. So what I, I encourage women to have their hormones tested anyway, so to look at their progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, DHEA. Sex hormone binding globulin is kind of the main ones to look at to see where they are to get a baseline, but then to go on their symptoms. So, because often the blood test will come back and the doctors will say, "Oh, you're not in perimenopause," but they are just by the fact that they are 43, for example. And if they're feeling like crap and it's happened just in the last one or two years, then they need to be going based on on how their body is showing up for them, because maybe in that month. Their hormones looked fine, but every other month they haven't been. So that's from a perimenopause standpoint. But for menopause itself, if a woman has not had a period for one year and she tests her luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone, and those are elevated, then that is the test to show that she is in menopause. Can you treat perimenopause naturally? So I always say lifestyle comes first. So you know, optimizing your lifestyle, you know, reducing the stress, detox practices, gut health, optimal nutrition, protein, all of the things. You know,、um, focusing on strength training as well, which is very helpful to manage, help manage symptoms. And then the net, once you've done all of that, then it's like looking to supplements like. Certain herbs like Vitex is a herb that supports progesterone. There are blends that that support estrogen, like Dong Quai and Red Clover, that are super helpful. There's some blends for that, and then adaptogens are also amazing for women in perimenopause. And then there's the whole conversation around hormone therapy, which I personally am going to use bioidentical hormones. I already use progesterone, and will use. Bioidentical estrogen when the time comes, and that's for every woman to speak to their healthcare practitioner about to assess their risk profile. But the safety profile of these bioidentical hormones is so much better. There's been huge advances in that space, so it's exciting for women to have that as an option. Yeah, you answer my next question, which was like, what supplements should we take? Yeah, so I think the other thing just to say is that. Supplements and hormones are really just supplementary. 
So I think a lot of women end up going on hormones and then they're complaining because they still have the belly fat or, you know, their body just isn't feeling the way they want it to. And that's because, yes, the hormones are there and they can do some of the work, but we still need the lifestyle to be the primary focus of our health outcomes in this phase of life. I mean, and in every phase of life, but, you know, more importantly here, because how we approach health is very different for women in midlife compared to what we would have done in our 20s or our early 30s. So when we think of menopause, obviously we... Um, seeing our mom with hot, hot flashes, like the night sweats, we learn about those sleepless nights, we know about them. What other common symptoms would you say shows up in perimenopause? Weight gain is probably the trigger for most of my clients coming to see me. Their body just doesn't feel the same. They can't, you know, they, they cut their calories and they up the kilometers and the running and they just feel worse and worse. So that's a big, a big symptom that women come to me with. Brain fog is another huge one because we have these hormone receptors in our brain. So our bodies, our brain's ability to utilize glucose for fuel starts to be inhibited. So we can feel like very foggy, particularly if our nutrition isn't on point. Anxiety, depression, particularly where women have experienced those in the past, those can be quite pronounced for women when we start to lose our progesterone. Inflammation, joint pains, gut microbiome changes, our immune system changes. So it really is a whole body affair when it comes to this. So what I would say also is that my experience is going to be different to your experience. So we all have different experiences. And I think the starting point is tracking your cycle, your symptoms, your lifestyle habits. So you know what's how things are shifting for you in either a positive or a negative way. Hmm. What are some of the worst symptoms you've seen from your past clients? Dizziness is a huge one that women have. There's things called burning mouth syndrome, where people feel like their mouth is on fire. And so that those are big, but another huge one is, is fatigue. I think that when we hit this perimenopause phase, we become less resilient to stress and we continue to live in a way that doesn't include enough restoration and recovery. And so when we have all of the stress bombarding us, whether it's not eating the right foods, high toxic load, a lot of mental and emotional stress, poor sleep, that results in our thyroid eventually being impacted. So our metabolism slows down and we feel this debilitating fatigue. So I think those are the sorts of things, you know, and I do some corporate work. I've, I've been doing some presentations on perimenopause and menopause and, you know, women have shared how in their performance reviews, they get told that they are too tired, which is, you know, there's, I think when we're still just trying to do it all and show up the way we've always shown up, Without factoring in recovery, that's when we are pretty much set up to fail. So it's it really requires us to shift how we live and start saying no to the things that actually aren't priorities in our lives. Yes, yes. All the yeses. Um, really <laughs> honor your body, honor this different season in life. It's just a circumstance. It, these are facts. You're going through a different season and just give yourself grace and you deserve all the self-care and self-love as you go through this season of life. Yeah, absolutely. And 
the, the topsy-turvy time is perimenopause. And then when you hit menopause, within the first one or two years, your body rebaselines and gets used to this new level of hormones. You know, whether you decide to, to, to use hormone therapy or not, your body does just settle into a new, a new consistent baseline and you can then start to live your life in a, in a different way. But the other point to note is that perimenopause, even though it's topsy-turvy, it's a critical window for health for us, whereby if we lean in and start to live in a way that's supportive of our shifting hormones, it gives us an incredible platform for a longer health span. And that's being now researched and, and shown that the more we optimize in perimenopause, the there's like exponential benefits in how we can show up in menopause beyond. Just like any other life transitional periods in a women's life, we go through yeah. so many life transitions in life. And Every transition, it could suck, but it could be the beautiful transformation period, just like how a you know caterpillar goes into a butterfly. So take it as an opportunity to love yourself and everything's better on the other side. Absolutely. And I think when you think about what you have to offer to the world, you know, I think we gain so much wisdom. Like, I don't want to go back to how I was when I was in my 20s. <laughs> I'm so much, you know, more comfortable with who I am and what I have to offer to the world. And if you can bring that wisdom plus energy and self-confidence through to the other side, like the world has so much to gain from women that are embodied and have the energy to share their magic with the world. And I think that's what I'm trying to hammer home with all of the women who will listen to me. Absolutely. I can agree with you more. And before you go, what is your favorite quote that you go by in life? So this is actually a very new quote that I heard, which is very much on the lines of what I've just been saying. So it's by a longevity expert called Jeffrey Gladden, Dr. Jeffrey Gladden. And what he says is that longevity is the currency of impact. Because just as I was saying, if you, and, and it's more around, you know, long, not just having a long life, but it's actually having a long, healthy life that you will have exponential impact. If you are suffering from poor energy, like an achy body, you will start shrinking in terms of who you can influence in your life. And you only really end up interacting with your family because either you're bedridden or you don't have the energy. So if you can maintain a vibrant level of health, you have the ability to exponentially impact people going forward. So I think in terms of what you have to offer to the world, if you want to do that, investing in your health and longevity is the thing that's going to allow you to, to have that impact on the world. I love that. And cheers to every listener who is building your empire while leaving your legacy. Absolutely. Thank you, Cheryl. Where can we find you? So my business name is Your Tiny Voice Health Coaching. So my website is ytvhealthcoaching.com. I'm active on Instagram and it's your underscore tiny underscore voice. And Facebook is ytvhealthcoaching.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and 
more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 